get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's get to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line and Chris Kerber, the voice of the blues here on 101 ESPN, joins us on this first day of training camp 2020. Kerbs, good morning. How are you doing? Randy, I'm doing good. How are you today? Everything's great. Glad to have hockey back. And I, I guess the first question is, how is this going to be different, do you think, the first day of camp 2020 to camp 2019? Uh, you know what? I uh, In talking to Craig Berube, I think one of the things he said that they're going to do is uh, they're going to get pretty quickly into some battle drills. They're, they're going to try and kind of get battle tested, battle ready. So I, I think they're going to ease in, check fitness levels, and just make sure everybody is where they need to be. But I think even after the last two weeks of most of the guys skating, they they pretty much know where they're at on that front. Um, so one of the things he said is uh, that, that the battle aspect and, and gearing up the mental toughness part is going to be the real key, I think, to this uh, shortened camp that they'll have right now. Curbs, in addition to that, is there anything else you think this team is going to try to establish during this training camp? What should fans be kind of keeping an eye out for? You know, I, I keep I keep looking. Well, I guess the, the one thing you keep an eye out for is do they make it through it? I mean, that's 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 the blunt reality. I Look, I, I think everybody knows what the, how the Blues are made. I think they know how they're built. Um, you know, I, I do think you do have a couple of tactical questions to probably answer. You know, like is, uh, you know, how does Scandella play in that top pair setting with Colton Pareko kind of thing? Um, you know, but so so there there are some good answers that, that need to be made there that are worth following. But having said that, you know, I, I think the real key here is just honestly, do you stay healthy? Nobody pulls groins or hip flexors, and and do you stay healthy from a COVID standpoint and get everybody into the bubble? And and if if we get 12 days into this and get everybody into the bubble, I think this part of camp is a success. Curbs, as we move towards August 2nd in the opener against Colorado, the opener of the round-robin tournament, uh, is that going to be kind of like a preseason? Or obviously you, you want to win those games to get the number one seed, but how do the Blues approach those games? I think they're going to approach them like a preseason from that standpoint, Randy. I, I think... Uh, I honestly, I don't think they're overly worried about the seeding aspect of it. Um, in the conversations and interviews I've done with both Craig Berube and and Doug Armstrong, now, don't get me wrong. Uh, Craig Berube believes in you go to win every single time you're out there, whether it's practice or what. So, yeah, winning is important, but I don't think they're going to kill themselves to worry about a one or two seed. You know, and and I think that there's reason for that. Look, home ice matters. Having your crowd behind you, the momentum swings, things like that, matter a great deal, right? But in this bubble situation, the only difference that that home ice is going to mean is do you have the last change? And if you look at how good the St. Louis Blues really are with their centermen of of Ryan O'Reilly and and Robert Thomas and and Tyler Bozak and and Braden Shen, like they don't overly worry about face-off matchups from that standpoint because, because they think they could win every one of them. So in terms of how they intend to handle this part of things, 
they're going to work guys in. I mean, even down to Billy Huso. Billy Huso is going to have to play some in goal here because one goalie injury, and he's automatically your backup, and I'm not sure that you want to have a guy that hasn't played hockey in six months right. or five months, whenever it may happen there. So they will work their taxi squad in during these games based on what I've been told. Curves, I think you hit on the main thread that we're going to be talking about every day, and that's the virus. Is everyone healthy? Have they made it to the next day, et cetera? But then when I think about the bigger picture about the bubble situation, you have all of these teams who are, who are completely rested, and they're starting at ground zero. So you think that some of the things that are going to weigh more heavily, some of these factors, are obviously talent and also coaching and identity. And when I look at the St. Louis Blues team, I think if you've got that group of talent completely rested and healthy and you have an amazing coaching staff and an amazing culture in place, it seems like comparatively with other teams, they're in a really great spot. Yeah, you know, it really, I mean, if you try to handicap this uh, this tournament, uh, you're going to be in some, in, it's going to be hard. And it's going to be hard because, as you mentioned, everybody is just healthy and ready to go. Having said that, you know, I still think you've got to look at Boston, Tampa, and Washington in the East, St. Louis, Vegas, and, and I'd say Colorado in the West as, as your favorites. Now, having said that, look, the Dallas Stars were inches away from eliminating the Blues in Game 7 last year, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Rick Bonus had them playing really well. And they, they, down the stretch, they weren't very healthy defensively, and now they're healthy again defensively. So, the Dallas Stars could could really pose a problem, and then and I know look this is the part where those bottom four teams in the in each conference uh, in terms of you know five through eight think that maybe this was a little unfair with the playing rounds right, but Patrick Kane and Corey Crawford could come in and if Patrick Kane starts off well and Crawford starts hot, Edmonton can get eliminated pretty easily, right? And now that 12th seed is all of a sudden in the playoffs. And if you're the top seed in the West, you're the St. Louis Blues, you end up with that top seed, you're playing the Blackhawks in round one. You know, like, I mean, and, and I, I don't think it would surprise anybody for the Montreal Canadiens to knock off the Pittsburgh Penguins. I don't think it would surprise anybody for Tampa, or I'm sorry, for uh, Columbus, who was just decimated all season long with injuries and still found a way to be the eighth seed for Columbus to go on a run. Honestly, you look at all these teams in there and you're going, okay, in a playoff series, you know, depending on how injuries shake out. I mean, look, what happens if if you're the St. Louis Blues and two or three of your key guys end up somehow contracting COVID right as the playoffs hit and for the next two weeks they're out? All of a sudden, if you're playing a team that was a lower seed like Chicago, that series looks very different, doesn't it? So um, I'm I'm fascinated by this. And, And one other thing, I said, look, if you look at the schedule that the league put out, and this is awesome. I mean, you want to talk about, if you like the NCAA tournament, hockey's basically going to be that for almost a month. I mean, five, six games a day. Now, not just on Thursday through Sunday, every day. Yeah. So, uh, wait, wave the goodbye to the wife and kids, and uh, <laughs> say, uh, I'll be downstairs. Just uh, send it down on an easy tray and with the dog, and we'll be fine. Yeah, we were going to ask you that. Are you going to be able, you're doing the games from home? Yeah, we, we are not traveling uh, there, so we will uh, – well, doing them from home, no, probably a studio or downtown. Okay. Uh, we, we haven't worked that out yet because we're waiting for the league to determine exactly how they're going to send the signals to us. Um, but once once that is completely done, we'll, we'll get that figured out. But, um, yeah, it's not ideal, as we all know, but, but if you think about it, it does make sense, you know – we're up in Edmonton in the bubble, and just because of a room service or whatever, you know, one of us ends up contracting COVID. 
then you're stuck in your hotel room for 14 days possibly and and who knows you know that then who's doing the game uh and and as much as you say okay look if you can keep 50 people safe you can keep 52 people safe per team well that's true but let's face it every single person you add to the mix adds one other person you're trying to keep safe and if you can limit it as much as possible you might as well do so I suggested this for the Cardinals. I think it'd be cool to do games from Ballpark Village. Just have the the crowd in there with social distancing and be sitting back in that VIP section, set up a broadcast, and do it off that giant screen at Ballpark Village where you have a crowd too. Randy, uh, we have had we have are talking about that now. We're, one of the options on the table for us is: do we do it someplace? Do it at a bar? Do it where there's some social distance crowds in the background? And I'd absolutely love to do it that way. So. Um, that, that plan has already been discussed on our end as well. And we're just waiting to figure out like what you don't want to do is do it in some place and realize that an internet, um, or the feed is compromised for some reason and all of a sudden you lose it. So, um, we're, we're working through those, but if if we're able to pull that off, if not in the early going at some point during these playoffs, man, we, we will be doing it. That's high on my priority list, actually. Hey, Curbs, one more thing. I want to swing back to Dallas because my concern about the stars was over the course of a six-month season and then the grind of the Stanley Cup playoffs, combining those guys like Pavelski and Polak when he was around and Jamie Benn, I I thought the age of the stars would catch up to them. Now with a four-month break and just having to play playoff games, I think they're infinitely more dangerous than they would have been had the playoffs started in April. Absolutely. If they get get the goaltending, absolutely they were. I mean, that is a... Jim Neal has built a good team, and their depth is, is young on defense and still growing. I mean, it's it's why this division just remains just absolutely nasty and one of the toughest in all of sports. So the, the Dallas Stars could be there. Look, if you're a Vegas type, you can find some pretty good value on some of these teams right now, and I don't know that it's, a, it, it's, it's not a huge gamble. I, I mean, I'm telling you, so many of these series are, are pick-ems, and, and it's because of that exact reason. The veteran players are rested. And other guys are healthy, and that's going to make them really, really tough. Now, they won't get – Roman Pollock said he's not coming back over. Right. Um, and I think he's done in the NHL. I think he's going to play in his home country now. So, you know, there's there's a veteran, you know, D-man of, of 15 minutes a game that they'll have to replace. But um, but but if, if they replace him, fine. They'll have some depth to do it, and it is going to be – I mean, this is going to be fun. I don't know how else to look at it other than it's going to be fun if we can pull this off. No doubt. Can't wait to get it back. Curbs, always good to talk to you. Thank you, sir. And we'll talk to you soon. You got it. Hey, real quick, Randy, I I, I saved a magazine for you last night. Um, I was throwing some stuff out. I actually had a Sports Illustrator from 2001, and uh, um, and the, the the corner part, you were talking as, we, as, as uh, you brought me on about the Washington Redskins right. situation, right? Yeah. The corner part back in 2001 you know the, the the tease that they put on the little leaflet there is is uh, they're teasing an article of should should sports teams with Native American names uh, be changing their nicknames, and that was all the way back in two thousand one. Wow. So, yeah, I, I saved that. I thought, oh man, I got to bring this in for you because I, I mean it's a it's actually a pretty good read now, almost twenty years later, and you realize how little things had changed, and yet the issues remain the same. Yeah, I look forward to seeing it. Thank you. Okay, guys, have a great week.